0: Good morning to you all. We come to the fourth sermon in our series starting to look at chapter 2. However, the starting point for our passage today is actually in chapter 1. Paul is showing the people of Philippi that they are on a journey of growing in Christ's likeness. Verse 6, I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Paul's whole message is one of encouraging the Philippians to continue growing in unity in the community of believers since their acceptance of Christ. Verses 27 and 28 Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one Spirit, striving together as one in the faith of the Gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. Why did they need to grow in unity and purpose? Our reading tells us because they will live in, verse 15, a warped and crooked generation, and where they will need to shine like stars in the sky. With the growing opposition to Christians, Paul is telling the Philippian believers that they will need to stand out in the world with a heart and attitude that will reflect Jesus. A few weeks ago, I visited one of my sisters, who just over a year ago lost her husband, to see how she's getting on in these tricky times. While there, she showed me the cuckoo clock that had hung on the wall in our nan's hallway for all the time I can remember. It was now in an old cardboard box. All the pieces were there But it was not working, and in a rash moment I heard myself saying, Can I take it and see if I can get it to work? Well, I'm not brave enough to take it apart completely, but the mechanism is out, and after some effort I've got it ticking again, if only for a short while. I think that the main problem is that it has never been cleaned, and it's become overwhelmed but with some time and effort the mechanism is slowly getting released and the dirt is being removed. I'm not rushing in trying to repair it though. It's a work in progress, just as the church in Philippi was and perhaps even the Good Shepherd Church is today, and in so many respects I am too, a work in progress. Paul uses verses 1-5 to of chapter 2 to call the people of Philippi to have an attitude of unity. He reminds them of the journey they have been on, remembering the times when their faith in Jesus had encouraged them, remembering the times when Jesus' love had brought comfort, and remembering the moments of fellowship through the work of the Holy Spirit. It is through his own relationship with Jesus that he is appealing to them to be like-minded, to have an attitude of rejoicing and then through that attitude they will, he says, unite in love and be one in spirit and purpose. Verse 2. Paul implies that there have been issues in the Philippian church preventing unity from either happening or going forward, although we don't know what the issues are exactly. Two verses in particular point to this. Verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition and vain conceit. Verse four: Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but to the interests of others. God has timely messages for His people, and in these days of COVID nineteen pandemic, Christ's Church is now finding itself looking for new vision. As we try to discover what God wants his church to be like now, we are looking for a new way of seeing what God wants for us, a new vision if you like. Then we can ask ourselves, how do we approach our acceptance and living out this new vision with an attitude of unity? Who, by Paul Langham, is a book asking the all-important question, Who is Jesus?, for people who don't read the Bible, he imagines how the New Testament authors might have written had they been alive in the 21st century. In the part of Philippians we are looking at, he suggests, Make unity your absolute priority until you think alike. Loving one another becomes second nature, and you own the same vision and purpose. Verse 5-11 to are Paul's illustration of how the attitude of the Philippians will need to change if they are to live out their unity in spirit and purpose. How? Well, he points them to the very attitude of Jesus, which is obedient, servant-hearted and sacrificial. The Philippians will need to be like this if they are going to move forward on their journey of Christ-likeness. They will need the same attitude as Jesus and this will then help them to bring unity as they learn to put the interests of others before their own. This all leads me to some questions for us all to ponder in the days ahead. First, perhaps is what might God be saying to us as a church and our personal roles in the church around building unity. Perhaps we need to consider what might we need to let go of, so to speak, so that we can embrace unity, both corporately and personally? You see, I think, think that we all do need to have an open attitude towards change in life. In verses 12 to 18, Paul prepares the Philippians for a step change in their journey of faith and growth in Christ. He says that this is an opportunity to continue to work out your salvation for it is God who speaks in you to will and act according to his good purpose. But he does imply that this will take some effort. Verses 12-13 to in the Message Bible puts it like this What am I getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning. When I was among you, you lived in responsive obedience. Now that I am separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life for salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you, God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. When the Spirit of God is working deep within you, it will bring a change of attitude. That change doesn't happen overnight, nor does it happen without effort. The priest and author Henry Newen knew the challenge in changing attitude when he went from being a well-known lecturer to an assistant in a home for disabled people and serving them. He says... You don't think your way into a new kind of living. You live your way into a new kind of thinking. We can map our own attitude change by looking back over a number of years. We can see what it required through God's grace and patience to bring the change about. What prompting might you have received about some attitude or another That God is wanting you to change. Another question then. There are many small steps to change an attitude. What one could you take today so that you grow within the mind of Christ? Just as the cuckoo clock is a work in progress, something that needs some change. I started on the clock by taking a good look at it, hoping that it might look like how I remember it and then began to remove the dirt and grime that had prevented it from working properly, oiling the moving parts to help it run smoothly. Now I hope that one day we may hear its call as clearly as I am sure we will hear God's call, when we truly follow Jesus, verse 5, having the same mindset as Christ. Amen.